0: angels neurodiversity chats where we talk about life in our neurodivergent families if you have any suggestions of topics or any questions you'd like to ask us please do get in touch on our email at podcast at angels support uk. thanks for listening Today, we're going to talk uh, again about uh, educational healthcare plans. Um, This is a topic we've already covered on our podcast. So, uh, for detail on um, really the content and the various sections, you might want to listen back to the earlier podcast. But we felt it would be really um, useful and and might be of interest to people to to think about when things don't quite go right with your plan um, and if we're not happy with elements of it. So, the, the, the content of this podcast really is going to talk about the what we do when we're not happy, um, and the the routes that we have to get some extra help and um, changes. So, um, how's the best place? So we start by the the process of the um, how we're we're getting to a draft stage of a, a plan, and the idea that that would have been would have had a working copy of the, the plan to. Um,
1: so, when you very first apply, they will issue a draft if they've decided to issue an EHC plan. Yeah. Um, and then when you receive that draft, you get 15 days to have a look at it and decide whether you're happy with it or not. And then they have to finalise that plan. Right. And it's yes. when you get the final plan, you should get an accompanying letter with that plan stating what you can do if you're unhappy with the content of it. And it should say that the options are going to mediation or appealing to the Sendish Tribunal. Sorry, just going back a
2: second. <laughs> yeah. When you've got that 15 days after the draft plans issued yeah. and if you're not happy with it and there's changes you want to make at that stage can you ask for changes because yes i know a lot of parents really worry in that 15 days yeah. it's a very short period it's a very it's a very short it's period, very short period, period. To turn around
1: it's 15 calendar days as well so that means that you don't get the weekends off you've gone no, yeah
2: 15 actual weeks, days
1: and yes you can request your changes at that point you can also request a meeting with your local authority um, SDN officer so if you're not happy at the draft stage the first step is to go back and say I'm not happy with this mm. there's things in here I'd like a meeting to discuss it or these are the changes that I want that that's your first step and that's what yeah. I meant
0: as a working document yes yeah, so, a, a...
1: yeah but but there is still a time frame in which the local authority have to finalize that plan yeah. so even if you ask for changes <clears throat> they they should do them, but they're still going to issue that finalised plan by the end of that 20-week process if it, you're in the um, assessment period or within eight weeks of your review if you've already got an EHCP. So which the first stage is to ask for those, but there's no guarantee that they will actually do it yeah. by consulting with you. And but, but having a meeting generally is the best way, the quickest way because you can sit down with the plan in front of you, with the SEN officer, and you can go through it stage by stage and get your changes done, and then it's just finalising it and you're happy with those changes. But that is quite hard to do, certainly in the current climate of the way most local authorities are not managing to turn over EAC plans um, no. within the timeframe the time frame when they haven't got the time or capacity to, to have those meetings so unfortunately that's not happening as it should but that is how it should
2: happen yeah and i think it's probably worth just saying for parents that are in that stage it isn't the end of the world if you don't have the capacity to turn around all your changes and completely you know make sure that it's watertight and that you're happy with it if that doesn't happen there are there is still as we're just going to go on to say yeah there's options i know that a lot of times, people are really worried that they've got so little time to to put in anything that's wrong with it, and actually, it it's only really
0: just just on those fifteen days. Though, for instance, if there's a meeting arranged in that draft stage, um, and you've got you've got a date, and it might be another week or so on. So the impact on those 15 days is what
1: well you've you've come the 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 15 days are for you to make contact with your sen officer to say whether you're happy or unhappy with the plan what happens outside of that 15 days if there's a meeting held after that that that's fine. There's no, that doesn't stop you from getting the changes. You've totally, you've you, yeah. As long as you've made contact with them and said, "I am not happy with this. This I would like a meeting." So I think that's the before way for, the fifteen days. Yeah, is up. yeah. I
0: think that's the way for families to think about it. Really, yeah, isn't it? It yeah. is um, an opportunity. Those fifteen days really offer them to have read for you to read what is in the plan, and and you know, it over and think about it. And is it what you needed and what you were hoping for? And and to then have made contact with the local authority. Obviously, the longer that goes on here, the whole time scales, yeah, yeah. you know, extend. But if it if it, if it feels like there's some changes that are um, resource neutral, should we say, they're not a, a big impact to the finances of the, the school that will be delivering this, then it may be worth persevering and trying to get that yeah. organized. And the other thing is, as well, that you're asked to
2: name the provision that you want, aren't you, Yes. at that point? Yes. Um, which again is okay if you know what school or provision that you want for your child go ahead and ask for it Um, if you don't know again it's not the end of the world because there's if you're not happy with what they end up naming you 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 can appeal appeal that decision
1: yeah so you always have the option to appeal after every annual review and you get your final draft your final plan you will always have the right of appeal um, and you also have the option of mediation so those are the two yeah. um ways forward if you're still unhappy after you've had your 15 yeah. days and said you're not happy um, you should get a, a letter explaining that this is the final plan and what you can do if you're unhappy with the content or the school placement um, and the first thing is to contact kids mediation. Now, currently it's not compulsory to um, contact mediation mediation or to to have mediation, you have to contact them. Um, But you do need a mediation certificate if you don't have mediation to go to appeal. So you will have to make contact with the mediation service regardless of which route you're picking. Um, so, if you want mediation, then you would contact and you would ask them. You often so, leave a message and they get back
2: to you. So, essentially, I've got my final plan. I'm not happy with some aspects of it. That could be that I'm not happy with um, the provi- the needs that are described in B, C and D. And it could be I'm not happy with the provision that's in F, G, H1 F, and H2. H2. Or it could be that that's all fine and I'm not happy with this, this placement, the school placement, or whatever, that is named in I. Yeah. So I'm not happy with some part of it. So I get my letter with my final draft and my final plan. Yeah. Oh, God. And um, I then, if I want to appeal it, I need to contact the mediation service. Yeah. So if
1: you decide that you don't want mediation, um, then you still will, if you want to go to appeal with Sendist, who are the tribunal um people you have to have a mediation certificate unless you only want to appeal section i so if you uh, don't if you think the rest of the plan is okay and it's only section i that you don't that you're which not the happy with, placement. which is the school placement you do not need a mediation certificate to go to tribunal with that for that but for everything else that you might you may want to appeal you must have a mediation certificate so you will have to contact kids mediation ninety-nine percent of the time, it's not advisable to go to tribunal on just the school placement anyway. You need sections B and F, certainly for school placement, to really identify your child's needs yeah. accurately so that it yeah. identifies but the eye flows from yeah. it, the place so, yeah, from. It's, it's rare, isn't it? Yeah, it's but very if you in a
2: situation where um you would just be appealing section I, I yeah. because generally speaking if I is incorrect, it's probably in your view, it's probably because B and F aren't different. right. Yeah, exactly. Um the other thing I was gonna um, ask I'll say one thing I was gonna say is who you appealing to when you appeal. It's to first tier tribunal SENDIST, yep. which stands for Special Educational Needs and Disability First Tier Tribunal. Yep. Yep. So it Sendist is the name of the section of the courts, so yeah. it is part of our, our judiciary, judiciary and legal system, it's a it is country and you're appealing yeah. to, to judges to make a decision on your case. Yeah. It's going beyond the local authority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. to a national level.
1: Yeah. And it's your only way of getting changes in a final yeah. plan. And you do have a dead, a timeline in which you have to follow if you do wish to appeal and that is two months from the date of the finalised plan or the letter that that comes with that finalised plan. Um, So you have to make sure that you've made contact with Kid Mediation before that two months is up Um, and if you if you contact and get a Mediation Certificate near the end of your two months you'll get an extra month from the date of the Mediation Certificate. If you do it at the beginning that mediation certificate doesn't give you any extra
2: time no you still just get the two months yes
1: yeah, so you still only get your two months but as long as you lodge your appeal within either the two months or the extra month that you get with your mediation certificate if it's at the end um you'll get your hearing but there is a backlog currently um what is that do we know uh, what the it, can... it's around about a year
2: at the moment to go to tribunal
0: yeah
2: except that, that if you're in a phase transfer right. year yeah so, for example, your child's in year six and they're going into year seven, then you can expedite, or or if your child is not having any education at all, you can ask for you an, can exped- ask for an expedite- expedition, which means that they Here expedite up it, yeah. they do yeah. it quicker, yeah. and they hold back a certain number of tribunal slots to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. The idea being that if you are in a phase transfer year, they want to, you'll get your final EHCP Issued on the 15th of February, and then you want to be able to get that appeal through and heard before the September start date, the next academic year. So they 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 do try and manage that. Children
1: going into next phase education being out of school
2: for a length of time Um, due to
1: not having a placement.
2: Yeah, but if you're not in that situation, then it is currently about a about a year.
0: Yeah, And to be clear, going to tribunal does mean physically going to a court now?
1: Uh, yes and no, they oh, do, they're, they're, they're doing, doing on. them online
2: currently,
0: right. yeah. Yes.
1: Since
2: COVID, it all moved online during COVID yeah. and obviously that is way cheaper yeah. yes. <laughs> than having everyone yeah. trying to so, so who
0: is going face
1: and to face? My, what? Only if you ask. Only if you ask. ask. Right. And it's much more
0: um productive it much easier,
1: it's much yeah. easier as well for you as a parent to be on a screen rather than sitting in a room with the local authority yeah. and all of the witnesses and the judges and um so it, it and it is fairly parent friendly. you know so it's as parent friendly as daunting. it can be yeah, yeah. um the judges are they give as much weight to listening to you as they do to the local authority yeah. side um they follow the law they apply the law completely yeah. so they're not being persuaded by somebody's opinion they'll only go by making decisions around the law yeah um so as long as what you're asking for is not outside of what the law says then there's, it's yeah. unlikely I mean, you're in, not in, going
2: to get what you want i mean i think i've been to a fair number of tribunals now supporting parents and I'd say that I'm always really impressed that the panel so you get a judge and then you get two yep. other panel yep. members who are who understand the issues and understand education but they might not necessarily be judges so they they're sort of experts in their area um, I'm always really impressed that they have read all of the documentation and all of the reports and really taken time to try and understand the child and what that child needs yeah and then they do generally speaking try and get as much of the parent's perspective as they can so they'll ask the parent for their opinion about everything they'll give them a fair chance to explain um you know so that, generally speaking i think most parents feel that they've been listened to by the judges yeah. it, and and then they will base their uh, they will base their decision on the evidence and that's often where the issues lie because it can sometimes be quite hard to get the right evidence yeah um that you need
1: yeah but but on the whole it is
2: um done yeah in the best way to support the parent as possible and and you know i think as yeah and it's you don't need to be a legal expert as a parent Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily need to have legal support or advice you know the idea it is supposed to be it's free it's a free service Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be um accessible to anybody on their own yeah so you you know so i know some parents will get solicitors to support them and, mm-hmm. and that's obviously very helpful if you can afford it but you don't have to have that um i know angels we've supported lots of parents through tribunal successfully to a yeah. successful outcome for them um without them having any additional sort of legal support or anything that they've had to pay for
1: yeah and and we often do signposts to ipsy yeah who will um if they've got capacity offer you support and Africa, um, and then it, and they have a tribunal yeah. support service yeah or, yeah one of the, yeah and, and, and they're and usually they're really good. legally training or trained yeah. people that are volunteering for them so yeah. um, you can get yeah. legal support but it's really additionally basis. as
2: well you can also if you're if you, as a parent, are eligible for legal aid, um, so you've got a low, low income or you're on benefits, then you can get you can sometimes get a solicitor to act for you yeah. for free using legal aid, and that can also be really helpful as well. Um, though it is hard to get because there's always a limited capacity of solicitors available, and often they can get a barrister to work pro bono on your case as yeah. well. So.
1: But it, but it's not necessary. You don't have to have that Um, and, and, and lots of parents have gone to tribunal without that legal support and still had a good outcome. So it's not essential to get that. Um, You might feel like it is, but it isn't. And hopefully, you know, if you've um, given all the evidence you can, then they can They'll make that decision based on the evidence and the law, so it's as fair as it can be, I think.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's not, it's not as scary. And I mean, especially now it is online.
0: I think it, for a lot of parents, it's a lot less yeah. scary. I because thought some, it was more back face to face now, but uh, obviously, yeah. only if you ask. I think for it's
1: that. just because it's less time consuming. it mean, yeah, still makes they, sense. They, they can probably do a lot, lot of, the more. of
0: their buildings. Yeah,
1: yeah they can yeah. do a
0: lot. They moved around, didn't they? Where they? Yeah. Where they yeah. Uh,
1: but but also they could probably get through more by doing it online yeah. than they could ever well, do by holding it face to face otherwise
0: it's much cheaper yeah cheaper. so but we have got the scenario where unless you're in a transfer year you are quite likely looking at a re long, long time long way, yeah. And yeah there's nothing really on asking for an expedited um hearing which if you're not in either of those two scenarios either your child is out of education or you're in it yeah when you're leaving a key stage you're like not likely to get that i don't think no
2: no but I'm you
0: see the, the interesting thing about the tribunal
2: process is that it isn't just about the hearing mm. it's not just about that final hearing and what happens is when you applied you've appealed to the this you sent off your forms you've got your mediation certificate you sent off your forms you'll get an acknowledgement back from them mm. and then it's about 20 days it takes them at the moment to then send you back a letter or an email that tells you that your appeal has been registered and gives you a timeline of when you need to send in the evidence when the local authority needs to send in their evidence when the local authority needs to send in their response and then eventually what the hearing date will be and as part of that process you get something called the working document yeah which i think is a really helpful thing um, whereby essentially you get a version of the ehcp in a word document so that you can both amend it and you are asked to put in the changes that you want and then that goes back between you and the local authority with both of you negotiating and and discussing what changes can be agreed And actually, that can be really helpful, because sometimes it is just about the wording that you want to change in the ACP. For example, you might have a load of woolly wording, or weasel words, or may, or have that (laughs) in section F, that that have been put in there, that essentially mean that the provision that's listed in section F is meaningless, and you would like the language tightened up. And you can ask for that in a working document. And I've never known the local authorities say no, because they know that that is what... And when they get to the court that's go what's to, got to uh, The judges be sure being asked. Like,
0: Why have you not agreed to that? Exactly. exactly. That's, that's the plan, isn't it? That working document going back and forth should be moving everything bit by bit closer yes, to
2: the yeah. end, and the, you know, idea, the idea being that by the time you get to the tribunal hearing there is hardly anything to be resolved and I have known tribunals um, to appeals to send us where we have resolved everything in the working document and the hearing has been what they call vacated when we said we don't need it anymore because we've agreed and that is really helpful. Yeah. Um, it's kind of
0: mediation by another name, it is. isn't it? And, uh,
1: <laughs> but but doing it that way, if you do come to an agreement before the hearing and everything is agreed, the tribunal will still issue an order. I will, they will. That states that very clearly yes. that both parties have to sign. Yes. Um, because there years ago historically, when it was agreed outside of the um, tribunal, and people and parents can agreed to allow it to be agreed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they would say that's fine and then it wouldn't never happen because there wasn't an order in yes. place so tribunal had so they had have yeah they
0: got very so tight on that it. parties and, and, and parents too don't really want to get to the tribunal no. at the end of the day so if there is a way which is why we as we've said earlier mediation is valid for certain scenarios but even if we're going to the tribunal if in that working document you can get as close to if in fact not Entirely agreed. Then that is, and I think you've got a reasonable negotiation position there in terms yeah. of the balance of power. I think uh, local authorities really don't want to go. I mean, it is mm. the whole process is. Well, also it is it constant. is that the
2: the law is very clear mm. about how things should be worded in an yeah. EHCP, and so if that is what your issue is that mm. things haven't been worded correctly, then you obviously have a very strong case under the legal. law. And I mean, the other the other. Um, thing that can quite often be dealt with through a working document is if you have reports that the local authority haven't included mm-hmm. in the in your EHCP and mm-hmm. you you want them to be included because they add to the description of your child's needs or they add to the provision that your child need um, requires then then you can get those included through the working document mm-hmm. because ultimately if that were to go to a hearing. Mm-hmm. The tribunal would usually rule that those yeah. reports should be included. The as should
0: be in. Yeah,
2: as long as they are within the last two years and they reports that aren't. Um, Contradictory. Sometimes you might find yourself in a position where you've got contradictory reports. For example, you've hired a speech a private speech and language therapist, and they've done a report that says these this is the provision your child needs. And the NHS have got their own speech and language report that says something slightly different. And in those situations, you can either negotiate through the working document to have a package that you are both happy with, or you can leave it to the judge to decide yeah. and they will base their decision on the law and it could go in way, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So
1: yeah, so that really is how you know what you need to do if you're not happy with either the contents, any of the contents of your EHC plan. Although if you really do need to appeal sections B, F and I yeah. for um to go to Sendist, if you only wanted to appeal social care element or the health element you can't do that without the education so you have to appeal the education part but they can list they can also consider the social Social care and the health sections in that appeal now where they never used to they do do that now so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but you cannot go to appeal without
2: education and the other thing that it's also worth pointing out is that the tribunal can order and uh, the the provision that is to be in an f and i and it is legally binding and has to be delivered yeah. otherwise the local authority mm. will be in contempt of court to the word to the letter mm. um but with health and social care provision what the all the tribunal can do is suggest what they yeah they can think. make recommendation. they can make a recommendation as to what should be in h1 2 and yeah. g um And the local health authorities and social care departments need to do their best to provide that or provide something that's equivalent or have a very good reason why they can't do exactly what it says and offer something better and they still have a best endeavours duty to make sure they've done it. But ultimately it isn't enforceable by a court order in the same way that the education provision is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's quite complicated yeah. and it's quite time consuming to go to the tribunal and it's not something that you want to be doing unless you really, no. really have to. Um but it's actually not as daunting as, no. as people think either. So but it is the only way once you have a finalised EHC plan and it's within that two month time frame, that's the only way you can get any further changes. Otherwise you will have to wait a whole year. For your annual review before you can get any of those changes put in yeah
0: yeah
2: um, I, sorry i was just going to say i mean one of the things that we well we know that it's a process that that is is worthwhile and and, and it isn't as daunting it does take an emotional toll yeah, on yes. us as parents i mean we've all been through it um and you can't really underestimate just how you
0: don't do it unless you 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 really know. have to and, you have to. and I, that was what i was just going to say is we kind of come towards the end here is the kind of reasons why people go to tribunal and where you might find you do go part if not all the way down this path uh, as opposed to all the things that might get sorted out at mediation and I think um, or even you know in the working document but um, I, I think people tend to have to go to a tribunal for independent out of county provision tends to yeah and uh, getting one to one in mainstream was always another reason, and that seems yeah. to be. I mean, recently it's been to ensure that you get the
2: the therapeutic yeah, input, the input. occupational the therapy, the speech and language therapy, because that's so hard to yeah. come by. But children still need it, and it is really. I mean, we just have to remember that you, that that when parents are going to tribunals, because their children are not going to be able to make progress without that provision and they have to have it yeah and it's the only way to ensure that it happens it's not something that parents do lightly no
0: no
1: no No. so hopefully that's helped understand the tribunal process and the mediation part of um if you're not happy with your ehc plan
0: um so yeah we hope that that's helpful yeah and it is as you say the um the last the letter that comes with that final plan sets all of that yeah. time scales and process yeah. out and of course if if anybody's looking at this and wants to you know talk to angel staff more then please do get in touch and we can yeah work with you one. on a on the one-to-one yep. service but so yeah I hope that was helpful thank you for listening
2: if you'd like to know more about angel support please check out our website, www.angelsupportgroup.org.uk. If you have any suggestions for topics or feedback for us, please do email us at podcast.angelsupportgroup.org.uk.
0: Thanks.